1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. And it starts with a happy new year and a pleasure always to be right next to somebody I had so much admiration for, Ray Lance at USA Wealth Group. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise and welcome to Peter Lance, who's also with us on Money Wise. The Money Guys, Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Phil. Always good, good morning, to see buddy. you. You bet. And um, welcome to um, Martin Luther King Day weekend coming up, or this weekend, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for being with us. We're so thrilled when people come into the office and say that they listen to us on the radio. And um, good. our mission is really very, very simple. We want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. And as far as the two are concerned, there's nothing more important than protecting your family. Right, exactly. So USA Wealth Group is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road. We like to think that we're sort of the fountain of information, don't we, Pete? Uh, on almost every subject that you can possibly think of when it comes to your financial goals and your financial future. So I have to brag about Peter just a little bit because often we don't remember to tell folks about what we do and who we are and so forth. And Peter has been through Paris Island Boot Camp with the Marines. He's a Marine. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was very active and instrumental in helping to reactivate and recreate the Marine Corps League, which is very active in the New Bedford area now. He's a volunteer on-call firefighter with District 1 in the town of Dartmouth. And you've seen some interesting things doing that, haven't you, Pete? Yeah. Yep. You never know what you're going to go to. Uh, He's seen people in distress. He's helped people in distress. So, Peter is a person who's really very interested in giving service to others, and that's the most important thing that I would say about my son, Peter. And welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I didn't need that. Uh, it's funny, though, because I was just about to tell you, and we're not you know, uh, trying to pump each other up right now, but I was just about to tell you before you said that, that you were on the phone the other day with uh, a, a company that we do business with, and you said, you know, in 20-something years of doing this, um, we have not ever had one... Uh, suitability complaint because we always do what is right for the client and right for the person who is seated across from us. Wow. Yep, that's important. We have to fill out a suitability questionnaire when we do an annuity application, for example. And lately that rule has even become stronger. Now when we do IRA work and retirement account work, the federal government has new guidelines and what you do for a client has to be not only suitable, but it has to be in the best interest of the client. It's called a fiduciary standard, and we've always operated under that principle. And you were just mentioning the Marine Corps, and you, of course, served in the Marine Corps as well, and so did your father and grandfather. We've discussed that quite a bit on the show. Phil and I, just before the show uh, started, uh, were discussing the Young Marines, and one of your uh, grandsons, is it? Yeah. Just yeah. started the Young Marines. Gregory. Oh, nice. Excellent. And loves it. Oh, it's a great program. Yes. That's something that we can uh, help you out with if you want more information about that. They have assisted the Marine Corps League before with some of their activities. Uh, So if you have any uh, youth that you think might have some interest in that or might 
um, utilize that and in, in, in their lives and make them better people, uh, then we can get you some information on how they, how to get started. I'm actually very seriously considering getting my 14 and a half year old into that um, to try to get a little bit more discipline in, in his life and get some some more out of him. Well, it's not just discipline, uh, which is important and useful, but I think the most important things they teach are respect and pride. Yes. You feel a sense of pride when you can do certain things, like if you learn to march or something right. of that nature. Accomplishment, sure. Yep. Yeah. And those are very valuable uh, commodities yeah. today. Yeah, it gives them confidence. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you for listening and tuning in to Money Wise with USA Wealth Group. We are going to continue our dialogue about best money moves today. We're going to talk about some things that are related. You know, I was thinking, I was looking over some of the quotations that we often like to bring, and we've all heard the quotation, money is the root of all evil. That's a misquotation, actually, because it comes from the Bible, and the actual quotation is, the love of money is the root of all evil. So it's not that money is the root of all evil, which has been shortened. That's not the correct phrase. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. So George Bernard Shaw said, the lack of money is the root of all evil. (laughs) I thought, that reminds me of the real quotation. (laughs) But uh, that can be true too, doesn't it? It can be, sure. (laughs) So the purpose of what we're doing today and what we try to do all the time on this show is to tell you things that you can do to improve yourself financially, make better financial decisions, pay off debt, make more money, uh, create a better job situation for yourself, protect yourself in retirement. And the number one thing when we talk about retirement is really simple. Don't lose the money. We don't want you to lose your money in retirement. We want you to be safe and conservative and do things that are productive for you but are not going to cause you to lose money because nothing is worse than that. So let's begin. Let's talk about a specific thing, uh, one of our best money moves. This is show number four, I think, for best money moves. Yeah, we'll probably end up with probably five or six shows total on uh, best money moves, and I think that everybody's been enjoying it from the feedback we've received. Yeah, we've had some very good feedback. So, for example, last week we talked a lot about how to cut your cable bill. And if you could save $100 a month on your cable bill, Isn't that worthwhile? Well, we've had people actually calling the office after the show asking for copies of the report on how to cut your cable bill. Fabulous. So just as a reminder, we're happy to provide that to you. There's no charge. There's no obligation. We're not going to badger you or anything else. We'll just send you the report. Give our office a call at 508-998-8858 and say, I'd like a copy of the report on how to cut my cable bill, and we'll send you out some information. Mm -hmm. So uh, think about doing that. Um, Let's begin by talking, Peter, about how you can reduce your tax bill if you have a home office. Uh, That's something, actually, that our tax preparer has discussed with me at length and wants to know how much time I spend working from home. Uh, And he is really good and if you work at, at home at all, if you purchase a new desk and you utilize that desk for any amount of work, a portion of that might be able to be written off on your taxes, as well as your home phone, your cell phone, depending on how much you use for business, it could be tax deductible. Not everybody can do this. So, for example, if your full-time job is you're a hairdresser, well, you're not going to be doing people's hair at home. 
so you're not going to be able to deduct a home office. But what if you're self-employed as a hairdresser and you keep track of your records and your bills and your expenses and you order supplies, you might qualify for having a home office that you could deduct part of on your income tax as a deduction. And it's not just a home office, but also if you entertain any clients or prospects outside of the office. So if you take somebody out to lunch to try to uh, you know, discuss business with them and part, uh, possibly partner up with them, that can be deductible as a business expense as well. So generally it might be somebody who's perhaps an accountant who doesn't want to stay all night in their office, so they do tax returns at home, or it could be a lawyer, uh, but it could be many other occupations as well. I wonder how many people listening today derive income from doing things online, whether it's buying things and selling things on, what are some of the companies we can buy and sell? Craigslist, for example. Like, you do a lot of work on Craigslist, don't you? Not a lot, not as much as we used to, but I've always had great uh, success with Craigslist, uh, both with buying and selling. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, Facebook yard sale sites that are out there, and most of what you hear, you know, most people in this world, they are good, upstanding people. Once in a while you hear about somebody getting scammed, but for the most part, most people out there are good people. But we've had people working in our own office, for example, Phil, one who makes little uh, dog scarves, you know, things that you wrap around. Really? Peter had one that had Marine Corps logos all <laughs> over it, and he would tie it around his dog. I literally have 40 of those at least for different seasons and different sports and different holidays. That's neat. <laughs> and I switch them up. I have two dogs, so I switch up their bandanas all the time. Sounds like an addiction. <laughs> no, it's something. I, listen, I always said that I would never have a dog that I dressed up, and I don't dress them up, but these are nice little bandanas that just slip onto their collar. Oh, so in an emergency, can you use it as a handkerchief? I suppose if you needed to. <laughs> well, the point is, she had a thriving little part-time <coughs> business. She made these not only dog collars, but little doodads and things for cat dogs. Cat toys, cat collars, dog yep. collars, all that. And she would go home at night and do this. She can qualify for having a home office. We've got somebody working for us right now who makes uh, little jewelry items and other kinds of things as a part-time thing. Yeah, wine glasses with stains on them and shirts and all kinds of different things. Hmm. Did you say stains on them? Wine glasses with... <laughs> sayings. sayings. Oh, sayings. I, th I think you said stains. <laughs> well, every wine glass has a stain on it, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> all right, but <laughs> you need to be tax savvy if you have a small business and you do part of your business at home. Phil, you could probably qualify as having a home office. How so? Well, I mean, you do radio programs, obviously, and you do a lot of that here, but you might put together scripts at home. I do. You might make arrangements for being an MC at a particular show, and you have to do some preparation for that. I do that, too. Well, that's work that you're doing at home, and some of your expenses for a home office you can qualify. This is also something that you have to be careful about, and we're not CPAs, we're not uh, tax preparers, so you need to talk to a qualified tax specialist. But my tax preparer has always asked every single year when we do our taxes, where did you go? What kind of trips did you take? And while you were there, did you do anything business-related? Were you looking at possibly you know, expanding to an office down in Florida when you went to Orlando? Uh, were you doing anything business-related? while you were down there because that could be potentially tax deductible as well. So here's some of the very specific things that you could deduct if you have the kind of profession, occupation, side business that might qualify for a home office. 
Website. The cost to hire a company to design and host your website if you use your website in your business. Uh, ads. Anything that you put in print or on the air. If you're doing something to promote yourself and you're working at home on it part-time and changing the ads. Office furniture, as Peter mentioned. Chairs, a desk, filing cabinet, shelves, furnishings. A percentage of your house itself. If you if your home office occupies 15% of the space in your house and it's used pretty much exclusively for your home office and for that purpose, then you're looking at cost of running your home as well. Exactly. And I mean, my uh, tax preparer goes into great detail with all of that. He says, okay, so if you work an hour, um, a week even at home on, on uh, work-related stuff, you know, that's you're using your, your phone, your electricity for a portion of your house for that hour uh, every week. And so, that adds up. Yep. So utilities, internet service, homeowner's insurance premium, renovations, cleaning services, Maybe even car and gas gifts to client up to $25 a person if you give a donation to somebody for something. Um, a lot of things are deductible if you maintain a home office. And, of course, you have to itemize your deductions to do that. Yeah, so save your receipts. Uh, I forgot who it was, but it was somebody who was very responsible and organized, but for some reason all the receipts went into a pizza box on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> and they just yep. dumped them out there, tax repairs every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the pepperoni deduction. (laughs) Well, in any event, we'll move on and we'll talk about when will your savings double in value? We've talked about this a little bit before. There's something called the rule of 72, which is very interesting. Apparently, it's been around for a long time, although it was really popularized more by Einstein, Albert Einstein. And he sort of codified it more than other people had in the past. And he said it was the greatest discovery and the most powerful force on earth to know the rule of when your money will double. And why is that important? Well, it's important if you want to know where is your money invested, what is your rate of return, and maybe should you put your money someplace else. In other words, it's a very simple formula that tells you how long it will take for your money to double and if you're if it's going to take 15, 20 years for your money to double, maybe you should be putting the money somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to email to you or mail to you the important rule of 72. And just a couple of very quick examples so you can sort of visualize it. If you're only earning 1% on an investment, say a CD, which probably earns even less than that, uh, 72 divided by 1 is going to take 72 years before your money doubles, which is a very long time. So think about that for just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. If you have money in the bank right now and it's making 1% interest for you, your money's going to double in 72 years. Oh, my gosh. And you probably won't be there to see it. Not only that, but the rate of inflation right now is about 1.9%. And when you couple those two things together... If you're not making at least 1.9% on your money, it means you're losing money. And an example where you can show how much years it chops off of that amount of time to double, if you're earning 5% on an investment, then it's 72 divided by 5, which is 14 and a half years or just under. So you're talking almost 60 years off of what it would do if you're having uh, CDs or money market. Okay, Pete, so I'm going to give you one more. If you're making 7% on your money, your money's going to double in just slightly over 10 years, which is not bad. Right. 
10 years versus 72. What would you rather have? Mm -hmm. So I've seen many people do that, including my own uncle. God rest his soul. He was on the show once with us. My Uncle Harry, great guy. We were just talking about him. We were talking about the Marine Corps and everything and possibly sending my oldest to the young Marines. Uh, He came home from school the other day, very excited. He hardly ever talks to us anymore. Any of you with teenagers or who had teenagers will will uh, certainly uh, understand this. Uh, he hardly ever talks to his parents anymore, but he came home from school the other day all excited, talking about how much he now all of a sudden likes history, and it was talking about the uh, invasion of Normandy and, and all these different battles that went on in World War II, and he's going into great detail on how much he loves it. And I was talking about how uh, Uncle Harry was in Normandy and... Um, went into the family history and he loved mm. it he was really interested yeah actually uncle harry was in the battle of the bulge in belgium in the ardennes forest and uh received the bronze star we'll play his show again we had him on as an interview uh person once and uh, he did a nice job talking about his experiences in the war i remember so we'll move on from when does your money double in value except that you know i guess this would be an opportune time to mention peter that what we do in our office, especially in the area of retirement planning, is we show people how to put their money someplace where it can be safer, uh, conservatively invested, where you cannot lose principal, and yet you can make a lot more money than 1%. And typically, it's going to be in some form of an indexed annuity where the return you're going to get is going to be based upon the performance of an outside index, such as the S&P 500 index. And, of course, the stock market has been doing dramatically well, but it also has risk. And at some point, there will be a correction. We don't know when. So what if you could have your money in something where it wasn't at risk? You Remember we said we don't ever want to risk or lose principal, but yet you can make a stock market-like return because you're tied into an index. So you're not in the market but you have the potential to have some significant gains, not as high as the market, but some significant gains. Right. And it's an indexed annuity. We do a lot of that kind of business. We'd be happy to talk to you about it and just make an appointment and come see us or go to one of our seminars sometime. And it's been a while since we've discussed this, but I am securities licensed. I have been for a long time, and I'm going for my Series 65 securities exam as well. However, we choose to be more conservative because we don't want you to lose a nickel of your money. Right. And I think it's time for me to give a, a quote from a very important lady named Dorothy Parker, columnist uh, from New York. She said, if you want to know what God thinks about money, just look at the people he gives it to. <laughs> that was a, a slight, I think. Uh-huh. So sometimes we look at people who have a lot of money and you think, how the hell did they ever get their money, and do they deserve it, and why do they have the money? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> anyway, let's move on and talk about how is your money protected if it's in a credit union account, if it's in a bank, if it's in an annuity, for example. You want to make sure your money is safe and your money is protected. So we all know that in a bank or a thrift institution, a savings bank, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, will insure at least uh, up to $250,000 per depositor at each institution. And once in a while, they change that. When I went to uh, college many, 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 
many years ago, one of my classmates um, went on to stay at the school, and he got a master's degree, and then he got a Ph.D. in economics. Then he went to work for the FDIC, and by the time he retired, he ran the FDIC in Washington, D.C. Wow. And um, I bump into him every once in a while at a reunion, but what an interesting career to work at that institution. And although it's insured, um, if you ever had a situation where you had banks that failed, and we've had that history in this country of some credit unions or um, some of the thrift institutions did fail, uh, the deposits were covered because of the insurance programs, but sometimes they can pay out the money back to the depositors over a 20-year period. So it's not automatically that you get your check right away and get your money back. So a lot of people don't realize that. Credit unions, by the way, are mostly insured by the National Credit Union Administration. It's called NCUA. And sometimes our credit union will supplement that with uh, private insurance as well. Um, and you've seen FDIC and you've seen SPIC, Securities Investor Protection Corporation, SIPC, I should say. Um, and they give insurance for um, people who have investment money um, up to $500,000 to recover assets if an SIPC institution closes. So there are a variety of places that will provide insurance. So a lot of the money in most of the common assets are protected in some fashion or another. Uh, if you have a defined benefit pension, then the uh, Federal Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. There's all these individual corporations. This is called the PBGC, covers most workers with those type of traditional retirement plans. Uh, and then 401k plans, there's really no federal fund to repay investors' losses but your invested retirement money might be protected by programs that uh, apply to, say, a relevant financial institution. Mm -hmm. Also, in the past, a lot of people used to have pension plans. Uh, take Polaroid, for sure. example, as a good example. Polaroid had a pension plan, and Polaroid went bust financially, which is very unfortunate because it was really great technology. And if you have uh, life insurance or annuities, uh, most companies, especially if they are an A-rated company, which is traditionally all that we will work with, uh, A or A-plus uh, or above, uh, those products are protected by state associations that are funded by the insurance industry. So in other words, all these companies pay a premium into one large policy to protect one another. Well, let me come back for a second to uh, defined benefit pension plans. So if you had a pension plan, for example, with Polaroid, and they went bust, there's a federal organization called the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, um, and they insure pension plans. And they maintain an insurance program in, to accomplish that. So, for example, that organization, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, actually took over the Polaroid pension. And it's a way of guaranteeing that people will get their money back. One of the big problems we have today is that we have a number of insolvent organizations around the country in various states and various state governments where they don't have enough money in their pension plans because of not having good investments to be able to pay everybody out the pensions that they require. So one of the most important things I think we can tell you in this regard is if you have had a pension, if you're still working, you're about to work, 
a lot of times people will struggle with a choice when they go to retire. Do I take my regular state-funded pension or my municipal-funded pension and get a regular check, or should I take the money out as a lump sum because I have the opportunity to do that? Now, it's not a universal recommendation, but we will often tell people, if you take the money out and put it in something that's insured and conservative, um, maybe you're better off taking it as a lump sum. And the reason for that is because you might end up with nothing, and that's the risk that you run if you take option A. Right, so it's not, it's not a universal rule, but the message is make an appointment come see us. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll help you evaluate that. When we come back in just a minute, right after the break, I'm going to tell you about a recent meeting I had with some people talking about the government's thrift savings plans, which is very similar. So stay tuned. We're going to come back and talk to you more about best money moves, and um, we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're so happy to be with you every Sunday morning. And we hope that this is an educational experience for you. We hope that you can take one or two things from every show that we give, and you might learn something to talk to your spouse about or talk to a child or a parent about or talk to your neighbor about, for that matter. Most importantly, tell them to tune in on Sunday mornings, 1420 a.m., Yep. and Uncle Phil is here. You bet. With pleasure. The Oracle. Peter is... <laughs> Peter is here. The Money Guys. And the Money Wise Money Peter Guys. Peter Lance is here, Peter. along with your host, Ray Lance. We're, uh, we're so pleased that um, USA Wealth Group can bring you this show every Sunday. It's a lot of fun for us as well. It's a lot of work to put the material together, but um, I think in a different life I will be a teacher because I like to explain things sure. to people. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, yeah. do you remember where the Oracle nickname came from? I don't. I do not remember. I believe that was a place in Greece, Delphi. Delphi. Yeah. Okay. That they would come and uh, he would uh, give them the the fortune or what was going to happen. I know. I came up with the nick- the nickname for you. I just don't remember when it was or where or what the reason. But now you've told me, so now I remember. Yeah, Delphi. I've been to Delphi. Yeah, that's right. You were telling me you and yep. Tenny, huh? And, of course, I stood up on top and tried to see if any words of wisdom would come to me. <laughs> and? They did not. <laughs> Just Rodney Dangerfield quotes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have some Rodney Dangerfield quotes, but I, I made a, a, a Delphi-like decision that I would not use them on the air today. <laughs> some of his things were a little bit um, off-color that yeah. probably aren't suitable for the air, but they're funny as the devil. <laughs> So no Rodney Dangerfield uh, quotations today. Phil, do you know how to double your money? I can pay wow. attention, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the best way to double your money. This is from uh, Ken Hubbard. The safest way to double your money is to fold it over and put it in your pocket. That's a great way to double it, all right? <laughs> if only. Yeah, I just doubled my money. Yep. <laughs> But when you take it out and unfold it, you just cut it in half. <laughs> so your your tip about uh, putting credit cards in water and a Tupperware and putting it in the freezer, is that how to freeze your assets? That still works, yes. No. <laughs> you know, I've actually had people Peter, do that. You're <laughs> I've had people do that. So if, you, if you're afraid of spending and you don't want to spend, you take a little Tupperware container, you put water, fill it with water, 
put your credit cards in there that you don't want to be tempted to use, and you stick it in your freezer. That was probably a good idea before microwaves were readily available. That's true. I hadn't thought about the microwave <laughs> piece of it. but now You shouldn't have told people that, Peter. <laughs> well, we were just talking quickly about the uh, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. So I see people all the time that have 401ks. Ooh, and they're glad you said that. Fully retired. Yeah. And I met with people just a couple of days ago, and both the husband and the wife each have a TSP, a thrift savings plan, which is a special federal savings program for people who have worked for the federal government. In this case, this uh, gentleman had worked for the post office. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like a 401k. But here's the important message when you retire, Don't leave your money in a 401k. Don't leave your money in a thrift savings plan for lots of reasons. One, you're not really in control of the investments. Um, You don't look at them very often. Secondly, if you pass away and you don't have a spouse where your money is going to, it's going to go to children, let's say. They cannot do a stretch 401k. They can't stretch it out over their lifetime. They have to take the money out much more quickly and pay a lot of taxes on it. What you're talking about is actually skipping ahead about 10 points, but you probably didn't oh, okay. realize that. Uh, it's number 49 in this uh, best money moves is if you're quitting, then you should roll your 401k into an IRA. And the reasoning behind that is because uh, putting it into an IRA that offers a much more uh, range of... Um, places where you can put that money. Better choice of investments. And so this is not just our advice given to you on the telephone. This is right out of the pages of Consumer Reports in a very detailed book that they put together. So you have a lot more investment choices. Um, Companies don't want to deal with your beneficiaries and your children. They only want to deal with you. And so if you die and you've got money in a 401k, they just want to pay it out to your beneficiaries. And your beneficiaries are not going to have um, the uh, the great ability to do this as a stretch IRA, which is yes. very, very, very important. And speaking of beneficiaries, we discuss this uh, several times a year. Make sure that any asset you, that you have has a clear and defined beneficiary. Uh, we've seen so many messes where people forget to change uh, who the beneficiaries that they want the proceeds to go to, and they run into trouble. Life changes. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. People pass away. People are born. People get married. All kinds of changes happen in your life. Well, the folks I just met with who have money in the thrift savings plan, for example, uh, have been retired for a while, and I said, look, um, we can talk about different choices you have for where to put the money, but please don't leave it in the thrift savings plan. Please get it into something else that's in an IRA. There are ways that you can do a stretch out later, but it's complicated. It's much more complicated. So get the money out when you retire get the money out from a 401k from a thrift savings plan from a 403b a 457 get it into an IRA account and we do a great deal of that i probably yeah. do oh a third of my business every year is just showing people how to do that kind of a conversion very Anyways. quickly i have uh, for the first time this company that owns the radio station is offering to match 401ks by 25% they never have and I'm thinking this is because of that tax reform. They are saving so much money that they're passing some of it on mm-hmm. to the uh, employees. Right. So I'm going to start taking advantage of it. It's free money, right? It's free money if you don't do it, um, 
How do I say this politely? Well, there's no polite way to say <laughs> it. If you have a company that provides a match in a retirement account like a 401k and you don't put enough money in to pick up that match, then you're a fool. Right. There's no other way to say it. Yes, you're right. Because it is free money, and we tell people all the time. So if you work for a company, and here's another little helpful hint when it deals when you come to deal with 401ks. If you have a 401k, make sure you contribute enough money to qualify for the match. So if they're putting in 3%, you make sure you put in at least 3%. But here's the next thing you should do. The next time you can afford it, you increase your own percentage a little bit more. That's interesting. Because you're doing it gradually, and it's money that you don't miss, and it's deducted out of your pay, and you're building a retirement account. It really is strange. You you do adjust to the money that you're having to come in. You you, you somehow find a way to adjust to what you're taking in every week, and I, I hear that over and over again. If you take something away, people will adjust. If you add something, people will adjust. They'll spend more. Right. If they if they're making more, they're going to spend more. If something gets taken away, they're going to find a way to save and and make sure that they can get by with what they have. So, maximize your contributions. You'll find a way to continue getting by. And I want to jump back for one quick second, Pete. Uh, I know we're jumping around a little bit, and I'm partially at fault for talking about the 401ks and the thrift savings plans. But we can give you advice about that. It doesn't cost anything to sit down and talk to us. Uh, We're happy to give you choices and suggestions and recommendations. You don't have to follow our recommendations, but we're happy to provide and give you some choices. We were talking very quickly about the uh, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation and by the way, um, they're very close to running out of money. And what they do then is they'll ask the institutions for more money. And ultimately, the federal government might have to put more money into it as well. But um, I'm not ultimately concerned about it. But because of past problems, uh, they haven't um, they don't have all the funding they need. So bottom line is if you have a defined benefit pension plan, then you should you know, seek out some advice. Seek advice and at least consider the alternative of taking the lump sum distribution and putting the money someplace else where it might be more protected in case your municipality goes out of business. Right. We get a lot of people that do bankrupt. an in-service distribution that take a good chunk of it out to protect it and continue to uh, contribute and, uh, and let the remainder grow. I see, yep. But I want to come and just mention really quickly our last point on that topic, which is insurance and annuities and things of that nature. People sometimes say, well, is my money safer in a bank because I've got the FDIC protection? Um, That's a different form of insurance because it's the federal government's insurance program, and the banks pay money as a fee to support that insurance program. But insurance companies, which are the providers of annuities, and we do a lot of that, They also have insurance funds. There are state insurance funds. It's not a federal government guarantee, but there are state insurance funding programs that cover the insurance uh, programs. The other thing that we always make sure is that we are working with companies that have uh, very high ratings. Um, So if an insurance company ever had a financial problem, and it hasn't happened for a long time, um, number one, the assets of the company will go first to take care of those claims and those amounts. And secondly, the insurance industry as a whole steps in and buys out the assets of other companies. And by the way, the state banking associations do this as well. Um, We've had several bank failures or near failures 
even over the last 15 to 20 years. And I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to misstate it and not get it correctly, but there was a, I believe, a cooperative bank with several branches on the Cape that was in financial difficulty. And at the time, it was New Bedford Five Cents Savings Bank was asked to take over that organization. And the state banking commissioner comes in with a heavy arm twisting, and they say, we think you're the best bank to take over this Cape Cod Banking Association. And New Bedford Five Cents Savings Bank did that. It was one of the best things they ever did because it really got them into a major way onto a Cape distribution system. Interesting. So the industry as a whole will have some arm twisting by state associations we want you to go in and take over this company. And they do that, and it always turns out to be a better deal for the company that takes it over. So you get a lot of protections there. We're happy to explain that. The next one is uh, step number 38 on best money moves, and this is the four part, uh, This is the fourth in probably at least a six-part series. If you have any interest in any of the previous shows, we can get you copies of those, or you can listen online as well. Call the office, and we'll show you how we can... Uh, Get you those uh, links so you can listen to them online, or if you want a hard copy CD, we can mail one out to you as well. The office number is 508-998-8858. So again, number 38 is where to turn to for tax-free, or free tax help, I should say. And one of these I agree with, and the other one I do not. Uh, Uncle Sam, if you want free IRS assistance, you can call one 800 829 1040 makes sense. Uh, During the tax uh, season, the service is available uh, Monday through Friday from 7 to 10. Now, they're not going to give you advice, but if you have specific questions about what is or what is not deductible, they'll give you hard answers, but they're not allowed to really give you advice. Uh, You can imagine, you know, the IRS is not going to be doing that. So how do you know who you're talking to? I'm sorry, what do you mean? How do you know that you're actually talking to an IRS agent when you call that line? I don't know. You tell me. Well, you can ask them for their uh, ID number. I mean, if you right. call the 1-800-829-1040, you're going to end up with an IRS agent. Right, but they're required to give you their identification number if you ask them. So be sure you ask who you're talking to. And that actually brings up a point that if the IRS ever calls you, it's a scam. Ah. The IRS will never call you. Nope. Um, the second part of this I actually do not agree with, and the reason is it says to go to TurboTax.com support, and you can go to live community, and you can ask questions and see questions and answers, but I would not rely on that at all because who knows who's on the other end of the um, you know, now post. you're right. You are so right. Well, I would not want to put my information online if that required that either. Don't ever put your social security number on the Internet. And here's a simple way you can avoid that. If you are doing something and they want your social security number, put XXX, XX, and then just put the last four digits of your social security. Yeah, and I I wouldn't imagine that they would want your social security number on this uh, live community, but I just feel like who do you trust on the Internet to your important tax question? I wouldn't wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't either. Well, there is some free tax available. Some of the senior centers will have people who will help to uh, fill out tax returns for nothing, so you can do that. But if you have any kind of a complicated return, and especially with the tax law changes taking place in 2018, um, that's a good time to get some professional help from 
an accountant, a CPA, a professional tax preparation firm. And we have some that we it. can recommend to you as well if yep. you have any questions. Be happy to do that. But uh, tax advice is uh, always very interesting. Uh, the topic is near and dear to my heart. So let me just digress for a second, Peter, and tell folks about one of the things that we've been doing in the office, which gives us a lot of satisfaction. Um, we've created a little card to say thank you to veterans. And the interesting thing is just one day this past week, I had somebody who came in who had been in the Air Force, I had somebody who had been in the Army, and I had somebody who had been in the Marines all in the same day, highly unusual. And so what we do now is we give them a thank you card that we've created. There's a copy very, for you, Phil, nice. that you can keep. That's a beautiful card. So I, t- I took that picture, actually. So uh, is this the Constitution? No, it's the uh, Coast Guard Eagle. Oh, the Eagle. Which was captured from the Germans. That is beautiful. And it's now the Coast Guard sailing training vessel. And they have this monster ba- uh, flag on the back of it. And I went to sail Boston last summer and took a harbor tour, uh, went around with my family and looked at all the tall ships that were in town. It was a great experience, about an hour, an hour and a half. Took, I think I took 500 pictures that day. Mm-hmm. And this one, this one I liked a lot. So we've now made that into a card, basically to thank veterans for their service. But the other thing that we've done is that we have procured um, at our cost military decals. So if you see a Marine Corps decal in the back of somebody's car or an Army decal, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we're giving those out to people who have been in the military service to thank them. And the reaction has been extremely oh, touching. I bet. I had a gentleman who gave an Army sticker and he said, oh, I've been trying to figure out how to get one of these. And then we talk about where to put it on their car and so forth. So more and more people who have are veterans who've served in the military, they're they're proud of their service, and, sure. and we're proud of them, and we're giving them stickers to put on the backs of their cars. Now, I do want to mention we're doing this for people who are coming into the office to visit with us. We're not just right. – please don't walk into our office and say, I'd like a decal. Yeah. Uh, we can't afford to do that. They do cost a fair amount of money. But if you do come in the office and um, participate in an interview or become a client, we're more than happy to provide that. We're, th- we're thrilled to do it. But we, we can't afford to just pass them out to everybody that walks in the office. And I don't know if we have actually uh, purchased and received the uh, decals yet, but we're doing that for uh, police and firemen as well. Yep, we have that as all. We have those also. <clears throat> so, um, moving right along, um, we've talked about not losing the money, investing conservatively. If you think the stock market has been doing well, it has been. But the question I guess you need to ask yourself is, will it continue forever? And would you feel comfortable if you took a significant loss, if the stock market all of a sudden went down you know, 5%, 10% in one day, which is probably what will happen at some point in time. And we talked about suitability at the first half of the show, and that's exactly what we do is we find out where you are comfortable with with your investments. How much are you willing to lose? Uh, Are you willing to lose anything at all? And so we go from very conservative all the way to very aggressive. Most people are somewhere in the middle. If you're very conservative, you're going to be um, keeping your money under the mattress or in CDs earning nothing. Uh, If you're very aggressive, you're going to be investing, you know, with 
you know, some speculative uh, securities and some calls and put options and all kinds of other things. If you're in the middle, which is where we see most of our people, they want to earn something. They want to keep up with or do better than inflation, but they're not willing to lose anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what we mostly see and what we mostly do. And we're going to talk about houses in just a minute, too, because that's people's number one concern. They don't want to lose their house. But um, do you know what Jerry Seinfeld once wrote, Pete? He said, dogs have no money. Isn't that amazing? They're broke their entire lives, but they get through. You know why dogs have no money? No pockets. (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld. I thought you would like that, Peter, because Peter has two dogs. (laughs) I love my dogs. And they don't have pockets, do they? No, they don't. But they have somebody to take care of them all the time. They have big mouths when they're when they're hungry. The life of a dog. Well, you know, a lot of people I find will ask the question, above all, I don't want to lose my house if I have to go to a nursing home or my spouse has to go to a nursing home. I mean, that's sacred for us. We worked all our lives. We paid the mortgage off. And those people tend to meet with... Lance Law, Inc., and they meet with attorney Michael Coleman, or they meet with attorney Tenny Lance, and sometimes they'll do something called an irrevocable income-only trust, and they'll transfer the house into that trust, and then there's a five-year look-back period, but after five years, the house is protected. So you have to do some pre-planning to protect your house, and if that's a concern, then you clearly ought to make an appointment to see attorney Tenny Lance or attorney Michael Coleman. And you can reach them at 508-998-8800. So good good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of this is, you know, difficult to understand or confusing for, you know, a lot of people. There's a, a lot of people that we meet with, they don't understand the difference between an IRA and a Roth IRA. So one of the biggest qualities I would say that you and I have is that we explain things in layman's terms. We explain things so people really clearly understand everything uh, very, very plainly. And inflation is going to come back with a vengeance at some point in time. For the last eight or ten years, we really haven't had high inflation. But as the economy improves, the Uh, Federal Reserve is going to have to tinker with interest rates to make sure we don't have an inflation problem. And we've all been there. We've seen it in gas prices, house prices, everything else. Um, Peter, do you think money makes you happy? Uh, No, it doesn't make you happy. I mean, your health and your family make you happy, but it doesn't hurt. (laughs) It sure sure doesn't hurt. Well, Ben Franklin once said, money never made a man happy yet, nor will it. The more a man has, the more he wants. Instead of filling a vacuum, it makes one. Well, it's true. It's 100% true. I mean, I, I just said that. The more money you take in, the more ways you'll find to spend it. Yeah, and you have to be careful about expenses. I have to give you one more Ben Franklin quote, my last Ben Franklin quote for today. Yes. He said, beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. And I've said something to that effect before. You know, you go to Dunkin' Donuts every day and you spend two bucks on a, dunk, uh, on a cup of coffee and think about how much that adds up. Two bucks times 30, 60 bucks a month. But money is important. And our mission here is to show you how to protect your family and protect your money. It's, it's all we do. It's all we focus on. You can visit our website at usawealthgroup.com. You can give Peter a call and talk about whether you can save money in your car insurance. Um, and, and women generally um, 
prefer men who have something tender about them, especially the legal kind. <laughs> that was Kay Ingram. Legal. That's very true. Legal tender. Hey, legal a tender. lot of women, before they go to get married, they want to make sure that their financial partner is going to take care of them. Love me tender. <laughs> Love my tender. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> no, but that's an important tip, and we'll talk about that at some point in time. If you're going to be engaged, if you're thinking about getting married, shouldn't you really know something about the person you're going to marry, what their finances are, what their prospects are, what what are their spending habits, do they have credit card debt? I mean, you need to ask some of those questions. You're going you're gonna to live with this person. And you have to be careful about how you approach that. I had a friend of mine, this is going back 20 years, and before she got serious with even dating someone, she wanted to see uh, his bank accounts. <laughs> sure. Well, that's a little harsh, isn't it? <laughs> and credit score. Ouch. <laughs> On the other hand, what was the name of the lady, the blonde, who married the 90-year-old guy? And Oh, I can't remember oh, her I name. I remember who you're talking about. She married uh, uh, the Playboy? No, that no. wasn't... that was Hugh Hefner, I don't think he ever had to get married. I'm not sure, but... No, it was... Um, I'll think of her name. We'll I, think of it for the next show. I know who you're talking show. about. She was like 30 and he was like 90. <laughs> yes. Right, right. It's a good retirement plan. It's a good, good <laughs> retirement plan for her. <laughs> well, we're going to leave you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and let you know that um, there is always something you can do to save money. There's always something you can do to make money. There's always something you can do to do proper tax planning and get tax advice. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Make an appointment and say, I'm concerned about my retirement. I'd just like to do a retirement review or a retirement checkup and would be most happy to help you. And above all, remember what Thomas Jefferson said, never spend your money before you have earned it. That's it. So with that last piece of advice for today, we want to say thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week on the radio. 